Welcome back to the Glue Guys. This is Mike here. Say hello, Brian. Hello. Check us out on Twitter at bkglueguysnetsdaily.com. Brian, the Nets are back. We got to do this fast. This is a fast pod, Brian. Mm-hmm. Absolute speed racer pod right now. Uh, we're going to do a quick 20 minutes. We have listener email that we're going to roll through. All of it will be free agency focus. We wanted to just give you another taste as we head into the weekend. A weekend that could be monumental for the Brooklyn Nets. Brian. Yeah. Hey, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You know, it's just like so much going on in the world. Wow. You know, I, I so we talked about after the last pod, you and I off air. This is one of our off air conversations I'll reveal on air is that we believed initially that we thought early on we'd understand that who the Nets were going to sign. Like as in like June 30th when free agency start that like Kyrie was immediately going to the news would come out Kyrie has signed a four-year deal with the Nets and that pretty there soon thereafter that KD is now meeting with the Nets I don't know man it, it seems so I think Nets Daily Net Income wrote about this on Nets Daily is that it seems like Durant's going to take a little more time than just that maybe Kyrie takes the immediate, the immediate amount of time maybe that's not good for the Nets because we still hear these like whispers that the Nets are maybe not fully invested in just Kyrie. So mm. anyway, that, the timing of everything is going to be super interesting. When the last time Kevin Durant did anything like this, I think he waited until July 4th before he made that decision to join the Warriors. And then he had the picture of himself next to a hedge, a hedge of bushes. Mm. Um, I asked this on Twitter. I asked uh, if you were to take Kevin Durant to a meeting for a dinner meeting in Brooklyn, where are you taking him? Um, so I, I saw a lot of two things. I saw a lot of Lucali and I saw a lot of Peter Luger, you know. Um, those are the obvious ones, those guys. I mean, everyone, like, Kevin Durant knows about those restaurants. You think Kevin Durant hasn't been to Peter Luger and, and Lucali before? He probably has. I'm thinking, like, a, like a Guatemalan-Ethiopian mix-up, a type of fusion. Here's, here's what Guada, you do. Uh, Malian, do, do you have a place in mind, or is that... No, I just imagine there has to be a place like that somewhere within the here's here's a here's a deep cut place called Ugly Ugly Baby. It's like aggressively spicy, super authentic Thai food. And then here's what you do: you eat it, and then you call each other when you're sitting on the toilet the next day and having the second (laughs) act. (laughs) Because it continues the conversation. You bake in the second date right there, the first date. It's not quite an uh, icebreaker. It's an ass burner. Nice, nice. Sorry, sorry. Uh, I apologize. Well, no. So, like, the meal thing is, I, I kind of love the idea of it. So, like, why Peter Luger's, of course, is the place a lot of people would choose is because a steakhouse is, it is the vibe of these things. It, like, you know, you got the brown liquors, you have the big red meats in front of you, and it's, you, it's very caveman esque, and you're sitting down and you're talking about the millions of dollars you all are going to make together, mm-hmm. and it's like a classic scene out of a movie. Um, though I would argue that a steak is not the meal you want to be eating while you're considering sort of these heady topics. Uh, I'm more of a sushi guy. Yeah, you kind of want some, like, so 
the steak is going to wear you down. You're going to feel, once you eat it, you feel like you want to die and move. You want to get out of the scene. That's how I feel. I feel like once I eat steak, I'm like, I get me out of here. I don't want to continue my night. My continue my night foods, my continue my conversation foods, I would say sushi for one. Um, a nice salad, though. Then you have that awkward moment where if you have salad stuck in your teeth, you know, is that a sign of like true friendship? If you say to someone, hey, you have a green thing stuck in your tooth or is it or to ignore it? Is that friendship to say I accept the person for their faults? It's a very complex situation, Brian. I, mean, and I think you, it really needs to be considered. You, you allow Kevin Durant to order a salad if that's what he's going to do, but you don't take him to a salad place. All right, that's that's what you don't want. Not do. sweet green. You don't take him to sweet green. You know, the, you're not, gonna, the new you're not waiting in line with the bowl at Just Salads with, with Kevin Durant. <laughs> <laughs> what would be the worst place to take Kevin Durant to? That's, I would I think argue, Just Salad. Being online with that bowl, like, I remember I did that once when I was like. You know, working in an office, and I saw everyone online with a bowl. I was like, I couldn't help but think, like, this is we're queuing up for spuds here. This is Soviet Russia. This is <laughs> this is this is a bad scene. And there's a special kind of like they need to do a time lapse video of a just salad before the lunch rush hits because everything's clean and every little topping is in its little container. And then as more and more people get stuffed in there, it's just chaos. It is just, there's beets and garbanzo beans all over the place. (laughs) (laughs) None of the salads turn out the way that you're expecting. You get way too much of one thing. Or you get the one person, the one scooper who, like, actually follows that you can only get two grams of garbanzo beans. Give me a healthy scooper of garbanzos. Those things cost three cents per can. Give me some good garbanzos. Nice. Um, Brian, the Brooklyn Nets are back. Yeah, let's get to some emails. What do you say? Yes, uh, netspot at gmail.com. Thank you for everyone for emailing. Um, first up, your boy, Matthew Abramovitz, uh, um, says, Hey, guys, who are some ideal free agents to sign if Nets get Kyrie and KD to fill out the roster? Thanks. Um, no, thank you, Matthew. Um, so from my perspective, I think we were lacking that super important front court depth. I don't know if you feel that way, but we're one... Jared Allen twisted ankle away from watching a whole lot of Nick Claxton this this season. Oof. Um, so just just taking a peek around the free agent pool, um, there isn't a ton of good centers that are like backup centers. Aaron Baines is out there to be had. Um, that would be a, a nice little um, bugger off to a further a buggering off to to the to the Celtics if we could. Get him because I know they love him out there. Um, although he's kind of a confusing player because he's one of those the stats don't tell you how important he is kind of guys. Um, but that's the kind of guys I think you would probably need in the Kyrie Kevin Durant led squad um, because it, everyone's but stats it's like, are yeah. It's a weird thing because like every I know I, the natural inclination is to get a big beefy big man in there to back up Jared Allen in like the case that you play the Sixers in the the, the second round of the playoffs and. They have Joel Embiid, and like as much as we love Jared Allen, we know that Jared Allen really is kind of helpless against a Joel Embiid still at this point. He's still just so super young and like kind of like not beefy enough, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also a weird thing because you're wasting a roster spot for the eventuality of like to play one guy. Like, because really only Joel Embiid's the only guy in the NBA who matters at that point. Like, even if you play Nikola Jokic in the finals. You're not really all that intimidated by his size. I mean, I guess Mark Gasol being in Toronto, staying in Toronto, like makes you want another big beefy boy. Um, but 
it's just like it's remember like back when we were growing up when Shaq was playing in the NBA and every team needed a Shaq like stopper that you know just just for like the hope if you were challenging for the playoffs you needed at least one guy on your roster <coughs> who could body Shaq um and for the Nets it's they're they need they do need one big guy to body someone who's bigger because Jared Allen doesn't doesn't do that oh my dog is hearing a person at the door hey Georgie Georgie, sit down. Sorry. She needs strength from me, from her father. Mm-hmm. She needed Be that assertive. Um, you know, like the thing I'm, uh, I would absolutely love, though I don't think it's going to happen because both of these guys are going to get more money than it would take to come onto the Nets. Because, like, sub question out of this, or sub answer out of this, is that the Nets could really only pay guys minimums and exceptions at that point if they sign Kyrie and KD. There's not, like, another pool of money out there for them to offer a little bit more cash but dude bring back some old nets bring back thad young if i would love thad young on a team like this i mean at the time he was limited and the trade that marks made to you know trading away thad young to get karis levert obviously worked out to be a masterful stroke bring back thad young totally a good vibes dude he plays that four position very well. He would fit on the floor with Kyrie and KD in the eventual um, hopeful circumstance that KD comes back. Bring back Brooke, Brooke Lopez. See if you can pitch to Brooke. Coming home to Brooklyn. Here's the, mini, here's the mid-level exception. We'll give it to you for the one year you want or two years, or we'll do a one-year and opt-out. Then we'll try to make good on the back end of it, and somehow we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll pay for a documentary that you want to make down the road will pay you $40 million for a documentary. Brooke, like, just just try. Like, I would I would put out the feelers. I know Brooke Lopez is going to get probably significantly more money than that, and this is, like, his last time to get a big contract. Do Put the effort in and say, Brooke, I guarantee if you come here, we won't trade you like we have in the past. I guarantee your name won't be in trade rumors like it was in the past. And obviously, Brooke Lopez with Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving... Everyone else, Karis LeVert, Spencer Dinwiddie, Joe Harris, all those guys, like Brooke would be a phenomenal addition. I would just, I would try and see if you can convince Brooke that coming back home to Brooklyn and, you know, sort of finishing the last third of your career with like a championship level team is the way to go. That's all, you know, that's, that's a, my wishful thinking, but that's probably not what's going to happen. Um, um, they'll probably yeah. sign like, someone who sucks i i mean not to dig in too deep on this but i wonder and i haven't done any research on this so let me preface with that um but i'm wondering if there's any like sort of advanced analytics argument for the sort of andrew bogut anchor player on any like you know sort of modern three-point shooting team because i you know anytime that there's a team that kind of does plays modern ball like i mean like there's a houston version of it where they run out of like more mobile kind of slashing center um, but it seems like certain teams always just have a a bogut just kind of farting around in the in the paint. I'm wondering if there's any kind of data that that like bears out why that would be um, better than a mobile center. But I haven't done the research, so it'll just be a question I pose to the ether, and maybe I'll follow up on that at some point. Well, um, and again, all of all these guys have to be minimums or exceptions. So like every. That's why Brookie would take a lot of convincing because he's at this point higher than the mid-level exception, which is like nine million dollars a year or something like that. Uh, our boy Boban, by the way, is a free agent, and it, he would be a delightful addition. 
like if you are looking for a big a big old heavy boy to be the backup center for the team and he can only really play 15 minutes a game anyways dude give me boban put boban on the squad well, see see what it would take to convince big bo to come over what about your boy rashid bests um thoughts uh he says how do we feel about giving wally collie St- willie collie stein a look in free agency um what do you think what do you think willie collie stein's gonna command in terms of he's looking for money i, I don't know if that's gonna be possible with our cap stretched as it is yeah and i think i think he's a restricted free agent and his agent is trying to get the kings to, to let him go which every agent tries to let their player who's a restricted free agent go and also like Okay, ultimately, you have to figure out the role, right? Willie Cauley-Stein is super, you know, max potential and phenomenal and all that. But you have to get a big who's comfortable in staying as a backup center. You know, you have to you have to have a big who's comfortable in, like, maybe only plays eight minutes in a certain game because the team, the Nets are going to go small for part of it, whoever they're playing. So, and Willie Cauley-Stein ostensibly has a long career ahead of him and wants to prove himself, and he hasn't really proved himself in Sacramento. So it's like the the important part of filling out this roster if Kyrie and KD come, which is like ridiculous that we're having this conversation now, um is you have to get guys who are comfortable in the role and that's why like Jared Dudley would be phenomenal to have him back on this team. DeMar Carroll would be phenomenal, but I don't think those guys from what they're acting like on social media and hearing their quotes, they both love Brooklyn but yet they also seem to indicate that, like, they're trying to get that money. And Mazel tough to them. Go get that money. Um, but For, yeah. they would be perfect. Further to Rashid Best's point, uh, he says, what would it take to sign K- KD, Kyrie, and Russell? Mm. Um, and just a random comment on the concerns. I love Russell and want him to stay, but I believe Kyrie plays some of his best basketball of his career in Brooklyn. First non-toxic destination he's been in. Um Beautiful, Rashid. I, I agree with that with that sentiment too. I mean, that's that's how that's my feeling as well. Um, the Russell situation does not look good, um, unless D'Angelo would want to take a pretty significant pay cut. I don't. I haven't really heard or seen a way that that would work out. Um, well, aside from like trading everybody else. Yeah, and like so, no one has done this, but Chris Epps Porzingis is had threatened it or his agent which i think is his brother had threatened it in the past was that like just taking the qualifying offer which every restricted free agent gets from their team if they remain to be restricted and play it out and then you become a unrestricted free agent the year after i don't even know what delo's qualifying offer is i, I think it's the same for everyone pretty much which is 5.4 million because i think porzingis's qualifying is 5.4 million and, like, D'Lo could do that. The only reason why he would do that is if the offers that he's getting on the open market... You know, it's interesting. So we had this news that came out, I think it was yesterday or maybe this morning, that the Celtics are the front runner to get Kemba Walker, okay? And there was all this... We continue to get uh, singular stories that play into this mosaic of that, like, the D'Lo market is shrinking, and that's why I know why we're hearing so much about D'Lo going back to the Lakers. It's because, I mean, the Lakers really have no... They can say they're going to try to get Kawhi Leonard, but like they have no ability to get him. They don't have the money to do it. They don't have the space to do it. Um, but like D'Angelo Russell is with well within their reach, and he would be a good investment for them. But 
you know, the Celtics seemingly are out of it. The Celtics were maybe a surprise team in the D-low market, but they could have offered him a contract. And then, you know, Indiana seems to be like Ricky Rubio. Utah is Mike Connolly now. It's just all these. And the Suns have keep adding cap space and not subtracting it as much as they were before. It, so the, how it could happen is, again, if the offer is so low from an, uh, another team, the restricted offer, the Nets decide actually it's more valuable to keep D'Angelo Russell at that contract offer. Let's say it's fifteen million a year. It's more valuable to keep him than it is to keep Joe Harrison, Spencer Dinwiddie. I don't think they would make that approximation because I think they actually would rather have Dinwiddie and Joe Harris. But if you're talking about as a pure asset, who's more valuable? D'Angelo Russell on a cheap contract compared to Dinwiddie and Joe Harris. D'Angelo Russell's the more valuable asset. Maybe then you make that decision to hang on to him, trade the other two players, and then hope that D'Angelo and Kyrie can figure it out. Uh, they carry your team. And then if you want to trade D'Angelo Russell or Kyrie at a certain point, you could do that. Um, but this is all baloney, Brian, because it's not going to happen, unfortunately. Mm. Um, I'm going to kind of combine a whole bunch of emails because there's a lot more of this sort of how to fill out the bench talk. I mean, it seems right. like... Nets Nation have already consigned themselves to this reality of, of a KD and Kyrie future, which is, is that, I mean, which is dangerous. We've talked about it for a year. Huh? We've talked about it for a year. I mean, it was pointed out to me on Twitter that we've been joking about it for a year. Never a joke. Always serious. Um, <clears throat> so I'm combining the emails here of Jake Gould, Jim Nazidis, and Elliot Berets, Barretts, um, with just throwing out some names for. Um, backup bigs. Um, so DeAndre Jordan, Robin Lopez, um, Al Farouk Amino, uh, and then Ed Davis, who seems like he has got one foot out the door, unfortunately, because he's chasing those greenbacks. Um, so, I mean, obviously Al Farouk Amino is like my favorite. Um, I don't know if you're one of those guys who sweats in your guy. <laughs> Have you not? I don't know. Have you were you not an Alfred Camino guy? I feel like there's a certain kind of basketball fan who likes what Alfred Camino does, and they don't. They kind of don't shut up about it. Um, and I am one of those. Although I have shut up about it to this point, I'm coming out of the closet as an Alfred Camino guy. Um, so, but also he's pretty good. And I mean, I don't know what kind of budget we're really talking about. Maybe it's more helpful to think about what is actually available to us after you know signing two max contracts and ostensibly running out everybody else with the exception of you know our people who are, are leaving well so and so again it, it would be only it would really only be minimums and the exceptions and i don't know how many exceptions the nets would have like i they are the mid-level or whatever and then beyond that i don't know if there's like a biannual there's all those like cr- kind of crazy ones um you know what is interesting so like so who you have to look for are guys at the end of their career that like maybe want to glom on to this Nets dynasty that's developing or the DeMarcus Cousins situation from which is like an injured player who is better than his position last year and you know but is injured and is trying to rehab their value on a good team. The Nets would be a very weird good team like because can, Durant's not playing. Can I briefly derail you? Please. Um, what do you think? These DeMarcus Cousins to Knicks rumors, is that a little bit too perfect for you? (laughs) 
the the perfect thing is that it's been reported that uh, I think it by Stephen A. Smith or something like that, but like that Jim James Dolan once before he's willing to give Durant the max, he wants to look at the medical information. Which yeah. okay, well, the, I, the I, obvious... here's what here's what I would like to see, Jim. I would like to see like you guys agree, and then and then you say, well, but first. I want to see those medical <laughs> reports. I think that would have been the slicker play. Um, well, and, and and so like people on other net Knicks fans on Twitter were all like, "Well, of course they want to read the medical information. They wouldn't be doing their due diligence if they're not reading." This is my Knicks fan voice, by yeah. the way. They wouldn't be doing the due diligence you if to, they. You need to. It's a lot slower. It's a lot slower <laughs> than that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they. You <laughs> wouldn't be doing your due. <laughs> Sorry. I love Sabaros. Um. <laughs> That that is a pointed insult for anyone who's aware. Shots um, um, and geographical. The um, yeah, they're like they're saying this whole thing again that the, of course the, the Knicks would want to look at the medical and it's all that. Like, yeah, everyone understands. Every team gets the medical information of the guy they're signing, anyways. But someone leaking out to the Knicks to to a reporter about the Knicks, someone from the Knicks leaking this information is starting the process of the Knicks trying to cover their backsides for when they don't get Kevin Durant, which is amazing. Like, mm-hmm. the fact that the Knicks are already, you know, sort of, like, trying to shape the coverage, and there's going to be a report, if Kevin Durant signs with the Nets, that it's going to be like, the Knicks didn't want to do it. They didn't want to go to the four-year max because they didn't trust that Durant's recovery process was going to be well. My my favorite part too is like in the like the Knicks Twitter sphere is and I I mean I'm sure there are like a there's a contingent of of like smart and capable Knicks fans but the Knicks Twitter crew is so mind-blowingly toxic I can't it's unbelievable and the first <laughs> thing that they did was basically just call this fake news but not not read the like just the second little line of subtext which is to say like okay let's say it 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 isn't fake news and that line of subtext they went hard in the direction of we want to yeah due diligence versus like why would they be why would they be doing this and it's to it's to save face that's that's just what it is it's an amazing little like media machine that they have over there that's like got got these dudes um yeah like they, there's all kinds of misdirection from over there got everyone really confused um what were we even talking about before oh, that? We were talking about, uh, well, you were saying DeMarcus Cousins, and that, that's what brought us here. But. Oh, yeah, the, the Knicks. I mean, it's, um, the, so the fact the fact that, like, that they would leak that they're maybe concerned <laughs> or there's some concerned about Kevin Durant's medical history, that they want confirmation on it in some way, which is what they would get anyways, but then they would go turn around and sign DeMarcus Cousins. Um I'm a like I'm pro DeMarcus Cousins typically like you know super talented seems like a good dude even though he's like extremely volatile fine okay I'm in I'm in on the DeMarcus Cousins thing but the the moves that the Knicks are may make post not getting Kyrie and KD you know they're telling their executives are telling NBA reporters cuz I've heard them the NBA reporters on podcasts saying the Knicks are saying that they won't sign anyone if they don't get the top free agents. They're not going to, they maybe do one year, two year deals, but they're not going to do a big deal. Dude, they're going to make horrific deals because James Dolan rightly understands that the Knicks cannot tank again in the way that they did 
because the, there's too much money. I mean, the Knicks will continue to make money. That's not the issue. But like the damage to the brand while the Nets brand is turning into this like dynasty out in Kings County is you, James Dolan cannot let that happen. And I'm not saying he he like the smart thing to do would be actually to continue to grow it small and continue to get draft picks high up and hopefully that you turn into what the Hawks situation is right now. In two years from now, that's your situation. But that they're not going to do that. They're going to sign Julius Randle, DeMarcus Cousins, and I don't know. Ray for well, I don't know. Someone else. Um well, yes. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a glorious day. Um <clears throat> all right, and rounding it out, you know, this is a an innocent little email from your boy Luis Torres. Um, you know, nothing Kyrie or KD related, just who are you excited about in Summer League? Um, you know, there's there's also that happening, Mike. Um, I, for one, am excited to watch Jared Allen. He plans to be running out there, you know. And uh, I want to see... Oh, I don't know. Uh, am I excited for Summer League? Who am I excited no. to see? No, I, I was excited last year when it was Moose and Karuk's. Um This year... So, like, I'm... By the way... I just want everyone to know if the KD Kyrie thing happens and they don't take a little bit of a discount, the Nets are going to have to trade John Musa. So, just so everyone knows, John Musa is not going to be on the team most likely next year. Um, I would be excited to see him play in summer league because I don't trust his oh, G you League want, numbers. You want some confirmation of your, of your bias. Yeah, I mean, I, I've always enjoyed him out on the floor because all he's doing, he's just in that arched, the back arched position, like the T-Rex shooting position, waiting for the ball to come his way so that he can immediately fire it up from three. Um, I want to see that in Vegas as well. Uh, I want to, like, because I would, I don't know, what would you say? Would you say Summer League competition is better than the G League or worse than the G League? Um, <clears throat> I have no idea. I don't watch enough of of either to really have a have a great opinion of that um, what a hard question i apologize was... um but i guess my sense is like because it's just so much more isolated uh or like that you know they play so few games and there's uh you know a pretty pretty big microscope placed on it that summer league probably matters more in general than you know look at you know if you play really well in summer league that's your you know that that probably moves the needle towards you getting a contract versus people can drop like you know fifty points you know for a whole season in G League it seems like and and never get called up. Um, right, I I yeah. think that's right. Yeah, no that that's the best way to look at it. That a successful summer league stint is more indicative of whether you'll be a success in the league than like being awesome in the G League for the Iowa City Rapids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. All right. Yeah. Is there anything else? Um, no, I mean, we're, this is probably gonna be the last pod until, like, the baby comes, you know, so. (laughs) (laughs) Till the stork drops off Kyrie and KD (laughs) off the Just waiting for the Woj water to break, and and then we'll run to the hospital, you know. My my one last point, I kind of went to, we, I kind of touched on it before, but the timing of all this is going to be very interesting, because some of the reporting that we've gotten, we've been led to believe that, Maybe the Nets aren't exactly sold on Kyrie, just Kyrie coming, and that they're going to want... The reason why they want Kyrie is because it gets them Kevin Durant. Um, but it seems like Kyrie Irving is, like, ready to commit. Like, he is he is fired up to come and be a Brooklyn Net and have that press conference and smile at that press conference and talk about, like, how 
awesome it is to be a net. He never really wanted to be in Boston, and that was a bad situation, and he's not going to talk about Boston anymore because he's a Brooklyn net. You know, like, he seems ready for that to happen. Um, Kevin Durant seems to be more likely um, a delayed thing. And, again, in the Nets' perfect world, they would come immediately together on June 30th, and then the Nets could figure out, okay, then we could renounce, you know, D'Angelo Russell, we make a John and Musa trade real quick, and we just move on with our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, also, one small note is that KD is staying in New York. He's here mm. in New York. He's not going back to Oakland. He's not going to D.C. He's staying in New York. Um, does that matter? Not really, because last time around when he had no connection to New York, he, he signed his contract in the Hamptons. Is when the Warriors went out to the Hamptons to woo him to come to you know Oakland. So mm-hmm. it's like location doesn't matter uh, necessarily, but it is something that he's here. He was spotted he's on a, the streets. Of he's a world Soho. citizen, Mike. That's a man. That's a man of the world. Okay. Um, I'm very um, interested to see what happens here. Here, a, a small little note that always keeps popping up that you know I've never personally been to Boston, but anytime like a like like or. A, a small like through line in this Kyrie Irving thing is that <clears throat> he just didn't like Boston, the city, you know, and um, everyone I've talked to oh. says Boston sucks like the actual city um, and living there sucks. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I mean, that's that could be shots fired. Look, I said I've never been there. This is just what I hear. So um, it's I like it. It's fine. It's a nice city. I hear the bars um, close at like 1230 or something. Yeah, it it. So I don't think you, how can you have a cool city that with the bars that close at twelve thirty? What it, I mean, you can't. Yeah, I know. Oh well, it's not. It's not New York, but you know, it's it's a fine city. All the people that run all the politics in New York and New Jersey are from Boston. But Governor Murphy from New Jersey is from Boston. Mayor Bill De Blasio from Boston. The city council speaker from Boston. Very Bill, strange. Bill De Blasio is. is from Boston. Yeah, dude. Oh my goodness. Yeah, dude. He's, I guess, a Red Sox fan. <clears throat> well, wow. they're all Red Sox fans. Um, wow. Brian, we will be in the ears of our listeners a lot coming up. Um, mm. Free agency is going to be happening. We'll be reacting to it constantly. Read NetsDaily.com. There'll be posts all the time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, all about Nets free agency. So, Cool. Thanks, everybody. Five, five stars on iTunes. <laughs> we want them. We need them. Bye-bye. Yeah, boy!